This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience, including a wide variety of athletic teams and our passion and sometimes craziness for it, including a plethora of academics from agriculture to engineering to veterinary sciences to the liberal arts, including not just the people that live on campus for a short time, live in the town, that live across this nation, across this world, that consider them parts of the Auburn family. It's about everything and everyone that considers them, themselves part of the Auburn experience. And that is what we will be detailing on episode nine of the Auburn Experience podcast with myself, your host, Kyle Loomis, and my co-host, the best one in the world sometimes, Austin Scott. Austin, <laughs> welcome back to the show. Sometimes being the key word. Thanks for having me, Kyle. War Eagle, everybody. And uh, looking forward to episode nine and some good topics of this week of, that really capture the whole of the Auburn experience. Kyle hit on it there in the intro, but um, the people, we always love to talk about the people that make up the Auburn experience. It was a big week for uh, along those lines we'll get into, but uh, plenty of athletic success on a bye week outside of football. And uh, yeah, looking forward to episode nine. Right, right. We, we've got two main topics that we want to hit on the show, but we like to spend the first little bit just kind of catching up and talking about what's been the most prevalent topic. And uh, one of those during a bye week, you know, you'd think it's hard to come up with things to discuss. And, and maybe to some degree, we're not really thinking about football that much. We're going to discuss in one segment the state of the football program right now and kind of really just get our feels out about it. But I guess we just really want to kind of bounce around and talk about some of the other things that happened. Uh, for Auburn over the last week, the bye week where intention wasn't so diverted onto mm -hmm. Auburn football as it has been for the last seven weeks or so, seven to eight weeks. Um, you know, the volleyball team, again, I, I, I shudder every time we mention them because I feel responsible <laughs> for their first loss. Again, that was your fault, Austin, not mine. We've already of clarified course. that several times, but I guess I have to vicariously take ownership of it because it is i'm part of this thing for some reason i keep signing up for more podcasts you'd think i, I would learn at some point um <laughs> but that volleyball team man they are fun to watch aren't they they sure are yeah got a big win friday against tennessee lost uh the, just their second loss of the season i think uh at mizzou i want to say or in the midweek game um so yeah gosh they're fun and that the arena is getting a little busier every time they are and so that's great. I love seeing that um, around town. We hear locally the Brad Log pops in on the radios and, and gives the Auburn spotlight, the uh, Auburn Athletics today. Um, and, and he keeps talking about the crowds are getting bigger and bigger in Neville Arena for the volleyball team. So good for them. Uh, they're exciting. It, it's pretty remarkable what, what Crouch has been able to do. Um, I, our, our good buddy Clint Richardson tweeted about that over the weekend I saw and uh, they, I mean, you talk about basketball used to draw nobody. Volleyball used to draw nobody, and and they weren't great of a program. And it's it's impressive what he's been able to do in a shorter period of time. Well, and to, you know, give credit where credit's due to Andy Burcham, uh, recently discussing with him. I think it was on this week in Auburn volleyball the series that they do there, and I, I, it was one of those things. And they asked him, and you know people keep asking coach crouch why did you come to auburn when you're out at usc you know volleyball kind of gets a little bit more clout out there and he's like have you not been to the facilities have you not seen this fan base if you yeah. give them a reason 
they will show up. Not just they will follow you. They will get excited about you, but they will yeah. show up too. And I think you're finally starting to see that, which is really, really just crazy because I, I just, you know, even two seasons ago, maybe a season ago when, when you first got here, I mean, I just walked in and found whatever seat I wanted for the ball. Not course. that they weren't doing great then, but it just shows you where they're coming from. So it's just, it's continuing to be remarkable. Are they going to have more bumps in the road? Probably because we're talking about it and that's exactly what's going to happen. But it's been <laughs> so nice to see Auburn volleyball come across my to watch screen and be like, uh, yeah, give me some of that action. I need that right now because we haven't had that. In a Absolutely. Long time. No, a long time. And it's fun. It's, I think it's helping people, uh, Auburn people kind of find a, a new thing to learn about. And that always garners more. And we interest. need that right now. <laughs> Sure do, sure do. I think it's a, a healthy welcome uh, for most sovereign folks. So it's fun. I, I I have not been able to get out there to a match yet, and I'd really like to. Um, so well, maybe I'll have to I'll have to do that pretty soon and report back what my findings live from r- live from the Nev. By the way, I am not going to let up on this until I get everybody calling it the Nev because you know why they call it the Nev because because the, the opponent never wins there. Ah, oh my gosh. Ah. Is hey, that as the, bad as my crypto digital arena? I don't think so. No, the Nev is good. <laughs> Come on, you cut. Co- listen, don't dog it's the pretty Nev. Good. It's, it's pretty, pretty good. good. It'll I'm gonna on. get. Stu- I'm gonna make it happen. That, uh, abbreviations. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I'm gonna make it happen at some point. Uh, another program that obviously is very prevalent right now, but is having some struggles this for, which is really weird, is soccer. But I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not saying this is the fault of the soccer program because this year they switched to this whole um you're going you're not going to have shootouts at the end you, you, there's no overtime yeah i think you have your stoppage time and that's it for those of you that don't, aren't aware yeah. because of they don't have timeouts in a soccer match they give them extra time for the time that's taken up for subbing people in and stuff like that outside of that that's all you get and it's frustrating because you have all these zero to zero matches or the, or the end in matches, one to one matches. And listen, soccer doesn't get a lot of excitement about it in our part of the world because of the low scoring nature of it already. It's just frustrating. I mean, can you think of any reason why they cho- chose to change that up for at least SEC soccer this year? I think NCAA soccer as a whole. Yeah, no. I mean, the only thing I can think of is if they just want to shorten games, get kids back on campuses. They usually play on Sundays. They play in during the week. Today they tied at LSU. That's quite a trip back. I don't know. I, I hate it because no one loves to tie, right? No one I mean, everyone would just rather win or lose. But, um, yeah, it's just been frustrating. It really is because I think this team is very competitive and it's not showing up because of the amount of ties. Now, they, they've had some yeah. losses that I think that not a lot of us were anticipating, but I think it looks a lot better on paper, you know, if you're not having all those ties on there. And I'm not a soccer aficionado. I love Coach Hoppe. I love her program Absolutely. year in and year out. She, consistent, she, she has a lot of consistency. This seems to be some sort of a down year right now, but they still have a lot to play for. Um, I just I hate it for them, and it seems like what I've heard some interviews about it, not just from Auburn soccer, but others. Like it seems there's, there seems to be a little bit of frustration that they switched to this whole no overtime situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think so. Speaking of frustrations, last thing I want to hit in the you know, first little segment here. Um, do you know how frustrating it is to watch? You know, 
how about this? Let me put this 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 out there. You know that ex that you had that at the time you maybe you had some harsh feelings about, but then you just look at them over there having the time of their life with their <laughs> with their new person, and you're just like, did I miss something? Um, well, it's just they look a little brighter. Maybe it's their clothes. Uh, maybe maybe they're wearing some new neon clothes and you're saying they so they look like they're having fun out there they're focused uh you know it's just they it looks like they might they're dark horses for the heisman you know it's just fascinating to look over there and see sometimes but um, i think i know where you're going here bo nix boy have a day sir what was it five touchdowns no interceptions i mean the way yeah. that did you see that dime he dropped of mm-hmm. a pass i mean I, I didn't believe it i thought y'all are it's tv announcers they're playing everything beautiful pass it like, really was I, Listen, I know this is a topic that makes everybody frustrated because you've already decided if you're in the the I hate Bo camp or if you're in the, you know, <laughs> I wish we still had Bo camp. But we're not trying to sit here. Well, we think you should be on one side of this equation, but we're not going to try it. We know that's a lost cause. Um, he, listen, I'm one of the the people that often says when people lead the program, if it's on good terms, let them kind of go do that, celebrate them. But let's not sit here and just like nitpick each other about the whole time. But there is this kind of feeling there at the same time. It's like, hey, guys, this kind of proves he wasn't the issue, you know, or at least he wasn't yeah. the biggest issue. How about this? The Bo biggest. had his issue. Bo had his issues, his bad tendencies that were exasperated by the time he had here at Auburn. But he was not the biggest issue. And you're and yes. Is he playing in the Pac-12 where they don't have defense or they're just not as good? We get it. I, I'm, I'm just trying to cover every argument that's going to be brought up when someone yep. hears this. We get it. We're not trying to say that we made the world's biggest mistake by get, letting Bo Nix go. And there's also those people that are going to be like, oh, he chose us. Hate the man. Or he chose the other other people. You know, how dare he? I'm like, look at the context of the situation, man. Look what he had to deal with. I don't know. I'm just yeah, happy for no. the dude. Bo, Bo is always going to be tied to Auburn. It's just it's how it's going to be. He's a graduate. With his la- he's a graduate with his last name uh, and a family legacy. He's always going to be tied to Auburn, for better or worse, among the folks. Um, but it do- it doesn't discount he's he's doing well. And he- and props to him. We've talked about this on this show before. He went somewhere where he could excel and had better resources around him that were the evidence of some of his tendencies here. His offensive line's phenomenal. He's got playmakers at the receiver position, and they're a top ten team. They they got thrashed by Georgia, and no one's going to forget that. Uh, it was also the first game of a first coach or a coach's first year in his first season playing a team he just came from. So I, you know, it's it's kind of ridiculous that there's still these people that care so much about Bonex seeing him fail to me. Yeah. Um, I don't know why we're so wrapped up in it. Maybe if we had our own team that we could get a little more excited about, but that, that would, <laughs> I, be, I, I, I love the hand that. motions that you're making right now, by the way, the, those that are listening People, to the podcast are like, I can't see this, but it's funny. They, just come back and watch it ties everything together, folks. But uh, it's just understand why we can't be like, good for him. He found a place that he can excel, whether it's youth, whatever your opinion of the PAC 12 is or not. Five touchdowns on Saturday. By the way, Auburn has five passing touchdowns on the year. Don't, don't. Oh, God. So, I just, 
I don't know why we can't be excited for him. He's always going to be tied to Auburn. You can't tell me the kid's not always going to love Auburn. So good for Bo, good for Oregon. Their uniforms are absolutely disgusting. And I have no idea why their biggest game of the year on primetime, they wore that. I'm all for, hey, look, I, I not the pink stuff, in, the pink, not the pink. We get We're just emails and comments. I am against breast cancer. I completely get that's what the pink was for. But folks, there that we got those people up there in Oregon with Nike are smart and they just put together colors, which I just think they don't even know what they're doing in the middle of the night. But <laughs> I thought if, if they just have UCLA and their road kind of good blue and white color versus Oregon and their nice green and white, it would have looked just. Perfect. Of course, they're playing at like 11.30 a.m. on the West Coast, but uh, I don't know how we got on jerseys with Oregon, but good for both. I'm sorry. I I was not aware that I invited Clint Richardson onto this show. Watch out, Clint. I just, man, I can't believe I turned on that game and I saw yellow and black and pink and Oh, yeah, it was it oh. was a lot of things. It, it was a lot of things to take in. And a lot of it, I'm, I'm sure about But what I am sure of this. Bo Nix is having fun and is a dark horse for the Heisman. <laughs> truly like true. Like that started as a joke this year. It's true, folks. He's a dark horse. Well, let's move on and talk about our football team just a little bit because it is a bye week, right? Um, there's a lot of time to kind of sit back. A lot of extra time to reflect over reflect get over frustrated and try to really understand where we are where we're where we may or may not be heading and uh what the outlook of this football program is right now and we, we could have talked about this last week on episode eight for the 2022 season but i felt like this extra week of just kind of sitting back and let it all sink in would be healthy for you and me and for everybody else because you know, that's just, yeah. we, we all needed a reprieve probably, even though everybody got stirred up about Bo and Gus this week because of things that happened in the bye week But either way, um, I, I guess, Austin, I want us to be as honest as we can be while still being kind at the same time. What is your assessment of this football program right now? Just personally. Yeah. I, it's what everyone's asking. People who have no business talking about it in the national media are loving to talk about it. Um, we've they're three and four, three and four in a bye week, uh, with five games left to play. One, two, three at home. Yes, yes, three at home, yep. two on the road. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with there's still some questions. You, leave, you go into the bye week with an offensive performance where you're like, okay, that's some good things. How much does it have to do with Auburn? How much does it have to do with Ole Miss's defense? Now we see last yesterday Ole Miss's defense gets absolutely torched in Death Valley. Right. So there's some questions, right? Um, I think a lot of things everyone wants to talk about, what's going to happen with the coaching staff? What's going to happen? Should it have already happened? Is it going to happen at the end of the year? Is it going to happen, period, at this point? Um you know, I think a lot of people would have thought after the Penn State game and after the LSU game, this team's headed on a really bad path right now. They're right. still three and four, and their next four opponents look very talented or good. They're on they're on a bad trajectory as well. And and to my co-host point, he called that last week or two weeks ago. About it's like I've been watching football or something, folks. Like, I don't know. I mean, when maybe that says more about me that I'm too invested in this stuff. That's probably the truth there, to be honest with you. But it's almost like I've been watching this thing for a while. 
you're just focused and having fun. That's, anyway, that's right. So I'm a dark horse for the Heisman. A podcast. Get ahead of ourselves. Oh, okay. Next, <laughs> no, that's, next. That, that, that point stands. That is true. I will accept that criticism. <laughs> next week, we've got um, Arkansas. They were off this past week. They've been punched in the mouth a few weeks here in a row. The week after that, at Mississippi State, they've been punched in the mouth a couple weeks in a row. Uh, then it's A&M. Who knows what's happening over there? They're starting to be talked about with their own coaching issues. They lost to South Carolina yesterday, folks, and it was not pretty. Um, and then it's Western Kentucky and then Alabama. And so it, you're sitting here looking at this, and you're like, Is it, can this team go 7-5? and five? Let's just say they let's just say they go six and six and you're in a bowl game. Seven and five. Sorry, seven and six, eight and five. What are we doing here, folks? If a start if a recruiting starts picking up a little bit, because that's essentially what I think it's gonna come down to is the recruiting has to kind of start having an uptick with these wins, which is certainly possible. Right. Um and and things are gonna start getting really interesting. Um right. and so what we'll see what happens. It's a very odd time halfway through the year. I don't think people would have expected us to be at um, a few weeks ago. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I still think a change is going to be made. I think there's probably still been a little too much uh, bad blood um, between certain folks, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. Winning, winning can solve a lot of relationships. So. <laughs> You sound like a marriage counselor right now. Um, yeah, so you, just to be clarified, not that you're saying that you wish or not wish for this. You're just saying your feeling is is that there will be a change in the head coach at the end of the season. That's just what you think right now. As we stand right here at, in the last couple of weeks, that's what I've still felt. Now, they win four in a row. I don't. All bets are off, right. in my opinion. I, who knows? So, and this, uh, when I address this, that question too. Here's what I'll say. Everybody think back to when Kyle made on the YouTube channel, his season prediction of nine and three. <clears throat> that hurt. Um, I said, I'm making that with the information that I have at the time. So same thing. Austin saying here, I'm going to reiterate. Yeah. I'm making this statement with the information I have at hand right now that I do think that the, the, if you want to talk, talk about tea leaves and stuff like that, I'll, you know, the feeling is the sentiment is the seem to be information out there would indicate that there would probably be a change no matter what happens at this point. However, and this is frankly what every Auburn fan should be wishing for, because that just means that you're a good fan is that this team figures it out and goes five and zero in the back half here and goes to a better bowl of the Birmingham bowl. Probably not going to happen at this rate, but you know, like that's, that should be your hope that they get this figured out. I get that. You don't like the dude. You've made that evident on Twitter. We heard you the first time, first little snappy, several series of tweets you had, but you should be wishing, hoping that they get this figured out so that, that we can head in the right direction to get better as a whole because that means that your team suffers more yes so the the answer to that statement that i just said for most people in, in that camp are going to be well if we get a better coach we are not guaranteed that that's what we said the last time we made a change and right now that doesn't look too good does it my thing is i am not happy i, I think that's what gets missed a lot when i talk about support when i talk about uh positivity trying to you know yeah. find the a way to be supportive is that they think that I'm accepting of that. I am pissed off that we are three and four 
at the midpoint or at the the bye week. I am beyond upset about that. But I also understand the, my, here's my buzzword for everybody who's here on the YouTube channel for context. Like have it come across the screen. Finally, <laughs> I need to do that. It's like the more you know. Instead, it goes context. <laughs> yes, flies by. The more you know, context. You need a little uh, hot button. It. I'm gonna, I gotta get context. on that. <laughs> so that that's where I'm at, Austin. I, would it break my heart if there was a change? No. But am I convinced? Have I been? Have I seen enough? Been told enough to see that that's the best thing for Auburn? I'm not convinced of that yet, but it's not one of those things where I'm going to be like, oh, well, that was stupid, you know, kind of. There's not a lot right now to be excited about other than one game where we saw an uptick in offensive production, a downtick in defensive production. It'd be nice if those two things went in head in hand. I I do like what you said earlier, and I, I don't like so much focus being put on recruiting, but I think if that was in quote unquote some people's eyes better doing air quotes right now whatever that better means we would yeah. probably not be having as big an issue you think that's a fair statement i mean i i definitely think if it was up to par with kind of where auburn is is expects to be and has been in over the last decade as a whole uh i don't think we're having this issue as much because you're it's the the angel saying you're, he's getting his own guys in, right? Like he's right. getting people that he's chosen for his format. The problem is, and I th- I see where a lot of people have issues is that's not happening, and results on the field aren't happening, and so you can't really have both. Um, but I mean, like we just said, if let's include a bowl game in there, and let's say you lose in Tuscaloosa, five and one down the stretch. There's going to be some tough conversations had and tough feelings turned around. And here's another thing that we haven't mentioned yet, and this wraps into the state of the program. I I think it'll be very, 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 very soon, but we don't have an athletic director named still. That that individual is going to factor into all this on their own opinion. Now there's other people's opinions that are hiring that individual that have made probably are are formulating their own, and those will be relayed to that individual. Um, but that person's opinion is certainly going to still matter as well because they are now in charge of what how that program does as a, as with the rest of the programs. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, if we had an AD in place, this would, you know, have been over <laughs> a little bit quicker. Um, I, I think, just to be frank, Brian can probably think that Alan Green leaving maybe bought him some time, to be honest. And it was interesting yeah. because people were proposing – does that mean that he's going to go quicker if he's going? I'm like, no, that him being here, mm-hmm. not being here, didn't really factor in it. But on the hindsight of this, I'm like, kind of now that there's instability at that stand, that's kind of given him more time. Yeah, um, I, I'm in favor of whatever gets Auburn better again, um, and I still believe that can be with Coach Harson and his staff and his players at the helm. Um, I, it's frustrating. I don't have a lot of reasons to think that, but that's just my outlook on life and, and being part of the Auburn family. I'm not saying that anybody else has to do it that way. I just find it to be a little bit more peaceful to have it like that. But it doesn't mean that I don't rant and rave behind the scenes. Y'all should see me in my house. Sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's ugly. The thing so. I know, and this can wrap up kind of our talking about the state of the program, if you don't have anything else, is is we're about to hit a five-game stretch that's really important for a lot of people but it's also Auburn in late October and November. 
and that is when they love to stir up chaos. Auburn thrives in just in ruining parties and doing what you don't expect them to in November. And that should make all of us excited, whether you've been pleased or whether you've been impatient or not with the football program so far. It, it's about to get really interesting. And, and football only comes around eight weeks a year, eight games, home games enjoy a year, it. 12 weeks. Just enjoy it, folks. Enjoy have, it. have fun. Watch paint, paint highlighter uniforms on the West Coast if you want. Watch somebody you know, having fun. Game. Yeah. You Someone know. being focused. Just just do what you gotta do. But <laughs> it's it's about to be fun. Okay. It's about to be fun and, and we'll see what happens. I'm I you know, we've talked about how many games were at home to start the year. And I'm you know, even though we were both like, All right, that was a lot to start the year. I'm I'm ready for them to get back. I'm I already ready. I'm like, let's come on. I'm welcome them boys home. I'm ready to be back on campus this week. I, I'm yeah. so excited for it. Even even with a struggling football team, I'm ready yep. to be back home with my people. Let's round out this show a little bit here. And we've got through the not so fun part of it. That discussing the state of the program was is never fun right now, but it is the reality. We can't, you know, hide away from it. Let's talk about something that unites everybody. And this is actually a request from one of our viewers, listeners, however she'd like to describe herself out there. Uh, Miss Devin. She's also a member of the Booster Club uh, that helps support our content here. Uh, she proposed the question or just suggested the topic of Auburn heyday, which is a very appropriate topic because it just happened not too long ago. Was it last week or the week before that? I can't remember. Last it was week. this past Wednesday, I believe. The That's 19th. Right. right. That sounds, yep, that is correct. So Auburn heyday, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people hear just thrown out there. Mm-hmm. that you know you kind of associate it with those traditions maybe you don't know a lot about and you know maybe for good reason it, it's it's kind of gets glossed over i'll be honest with you for the longest time austin this you can take my auburn card if you need it um, <laughs> i thought that was that and call outs for the sororities there on cater behind cater hall were the same yes. thing i thought uh... that was them saying hey to their sorority like girls they were inviting in to be part of i it. get that assumption i can get that I'm sorry. I know that's like you, you all may take the card if you need it. I, it just, it, it, it was the association I had for some reason, but heyday is actually a, a more, I'll use this fun word, inclusive thing because it's about everybody, not just a sorority. It's not just about you or me. It's about everybody. It kind of encompasses this whole thing on the show about being part of the Auburn experience. So I want to read you guys real quick. Just you can go to sga.auburn.edu slash hey hyphen day. That's sga.auburn.edu slash hyphen dash day. That will take you to the official statement about what Haiti is. I'm going to read you the short little segment just so that we can have the information part of it. And then also now discuss our thoughts on it. Dating all the way back to 1947. Students who served in World War II were returning back to normalcy here at Auburn University. But upon the return, they felt unseen and unheard here on campus. In response, Auburn University's student body and members of the Student Government Association pushed for a day that would unite the Auburn family and promote a friendly atmosphere known as Heyday, a day where every student got an opportunity to wear a name tag, helping everyone feel a sense of belonging. So that is the basic gist behind it. And, you know, there are other things that happen around it. Uh, With social media, it's become a more widely recognized thing because it was mainly just a, hey, I'm on campus, slap the name tag on, um, and, you know, say hey to as many people as you can. But it really is... 
it seems like very simple, but I love this, to be honest with you, not just because of the story that's behind it, because that is you can appreciate, even if you've never been through that, how lonely a feeling that can be coming back from being part of mm. that horrific experience and feeling disconnected in many ways in one small token, one small action of recognizing that some people feel left out you know, change the perspective and, and it has affected what we do to this day. I just think it's a really cool thing, Austin. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've heard about Heyday for a long time now, over 10 years. My dad introduced me to the concept of Heyday when I was in high school, had never heard about it. Um, and and it is exactly that. It's something that's inclusive and exciting for all, even a little bit exciting for all on campus at the time. It's kind of become this bigger ordeal. I had friends who in SGA while I was at Auburn who worked on making Heyday what it was, and that included getting all the name tags and making sure you have people set up around campus to write people's names and give them to them. There's food on the green space. There, I think my freshman year we had a baby tiger out there. The, mm-hmm. the eagle, the Raptor Center is out there uh, with with various birds, and so um, it's it's become an event that's that's really fun on campus and everything. But like Kyle said, and and how I kind of take it in now as as someone who's left campus and not a student anymore it's on social media and uh, and honestly i don't know if i would have known it was happening without it being on social media this year and so um it is something one of those things that's just uniquely auburn uh it's very uh small tradition part of auburn but something that auburn people hold really near and dear um and so i love it uh it's something that i don't you know beat my chest about and tell everyone like oh you know, I don't, I don't throw it up there with Tumor's Corner, if I'm being quite honest. But that one, it's yeah. something that if, if you're one of those Auburn people, you get it. And we've talked about you. People from the outside might not get it. But once you're in, you understand it's, it's because it's part of the Auburn experience that it means something, something more to you. Well, and I think you can see that it means something to people when people know exactly what to do. Like when you yeah. just mentioned it, every year now on, on social media for E2C Network, what we, we've posted, uh, let's say hey to each other, tell us where you're fr- tell us your name and where you're from. And, you know, we get great response for that every single year. I mean, we got from Minnesota, t- I mean, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, uh, Tennessee, um, the Carolinas, Texas, of course. We got a huge contingency in Texas, California. Uh, I mean, just across the United States, we've gotten international ones before and people just saying, hey, and I think that right there shows you that, yeah, it's not Tumor's Corner. It's not Tiger Walk. It's not right. the Eagle Flight. But if you're an Auburn person, you get it and you understand it. Yeah. Even if you don't think this is the coolest thing out there, that this is a thing that's much bigger than you, just say, hey, that's all it takes is literally yeah. – you know, figuratively, if you're not on campus, slap that thing on your chest. My name, hi, my name is so-and-so, right? Whatever name you want there, you know, uh, I would write out, you know, uh, having fun and dark horse for the Heisman. That's what I'd write out, but <laughs> you know, oh, goodness, did, let's, can, can we be honest? Did you ever not write your actual name on it when you did it or, or would you? <laughs> so I don't, I don't really remember writing it. Like I, I remember it being kind of a thing where they would have volunteers and it was a, it was a point of, let me write yours for you. Like, what is your name? Because they knew people this. like me would do this. Probably, probably so. Yes. And then you'd have, you know, name tags stuck off and put on stop signs and light poles everywhere that say, hi, my name is having fun, Dark Horse. But, um, <laughs> you know, I I think it's just one of those things. I, I really have not thought about my heyday experiences when I was a student all that much until now. And 
but it is – you made sure you had the name tag. You know, even if you thought you were too cool for school, you were going to pass by somebody on that day on campus that was going to offer you a name tag, and it was better to just say yes because you're getting that name tag stuck on you. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where you walk through the concourse, the main drag mm. through the campus, and you just kind of yep. tuck your head and you try to not get any make any eye contact so you don't get sucked into, let me tell you about this organization, this movement yep. we have. But this day is one time of the year everybody, well, at least most people, bring their heads up from their you know iPhones yep. and their, their little iPod shuffles if you still got those, whatever <laughs> you, you fangled things you have these days. Because I'm a little crotchety man. Um, believe it or not, when I was walking across campus, it was not unheard of for people to still have an iPod. Like, think about that. There you go. Like on heyday, walking through with an iPod, I would put that down. And was uh, on the was the main thatch concourse uh, with the wall? Is was that where O days? I mean, organization days were tables out there regular. When I was in school, it was certain days were allowed when everybody was out, and that was kind of the day where you're like, well, I'm just going to take the long way around. Well, it felt like it was every day. day. I think it was every day. There may have been regulations to that. I don't know that everybody followed that. But again, you know, this is the one day where it's like your obligation. And, you know, I think obviously students probably are like, I still tuck my head and keep going. That's fine, you know. But I I think you get an appreciation for those things once you graduated, once you've left. And once you're not part of it anymore, it's something that's going to be taken for granted. And you can see the significance of it. I mean, heck, we have a a cafe. a restaurant named after it, Heyday Market now. Good point. That sh- Very good point. That shows you the exact reason. Now, if they really wanted to take it to the next level at Heyday Market, somebody should be standing at the door handing you a, you know, my name is thing every time you walk in. I mean, oh, I don't wow. know how they haven't yeah. done that. I think that should be, you know what? I'm going to sign you up for that task because you're there. You need something to do with your exorbitant <laughs> yeah. amount of time, right? <laughs> right. Here, that's how we, we squeezed in the Austin lives in Auburn part of the part of the episode. Is Kyle signing me up to do a volunteer job at the Heyday Market? I'm gonna walk out there with like a ton of Avery stickers and Sharpies, and then we're like, "Sir, can you please leave the camp? Don't leave the premises. This is not allowed here." But you're, but then you're like, "Do you not understand this? this is the Heyday Market? You're supposed to be handing these out. <laughs> Get it right. If you're gonna take the name, somebody needs to be standing at the door, the attendant, handing out the sir, hi, my name is. Sir, I'd be happy to leave if you'll let me and my friend use that podcast studio right there once a week. <laughs> yes, that's exact. I, I was thinking it. You said it, though. That's a, that's a good thing. Uh, I'd be all for that. I, I Hey, I will drive two and a half hours down there and do my job if that's what it takes for us. There to we go. Use that. Uh, that thing looks nice over there. We haven't talked about that a whole lot, but I, I have I have dreams about that. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. So I will hand out hokey little name tags and say hey to every single person that walks in probably get cussed out by a few if, if that's what it takes um cool tradition very you know gets forgotten about a lot but happy that it's part of our auburn experience because it helps yes. us say hello to each other and get to know each other even those that we don't want to get to know <laughs> <laughs> that's right thanks for bringing that up Devin. Uh, that's going to do it for this show today. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the Auburn experience episode nine. If you want to hit me up on social media, you can uh, do so at Kyle Loomis 24 or the E2C network uh, handle E2C network slash. Well, it's underscore technically network on Twitter, but E2C network everywhere else. That's where you can find me. Where can they find you, Austin? Austin G Scott. 
feel free to hit me up. Let me know how uh, how your heyday experiences were and how I can get an exorbitant amount of Sharpies and name tags as I post stuff outside the heyday market. We'll be looking for you to do that in the future, buddy. Thank you all for tuning in today to the Auburn Experience. Until we talk to you again, War Eagle. War Eagle, everybody.